0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: And, yes, that's him, Lynn Rollins. He's sportscaster, does LSU baseball and many other sports on SEC Network, on ESPN Plus Network, and uh, not a bad fisherman and hunter, too. I've made a couple of trips with the guy. He's a pretty good guy. All right, and a lot of you did identify him. Let me give you another one. Who is the voice on the intro to Bayou Wild TV? By uh, TV, we've got another uh, prominent, very noticeable voice, distinct voice. Tell me who that was. Text us at 870-870. All right, we got some more text messages coming in. We've got a listener in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tell them they're listening to us up there. Glad to have you aboard. And we have another bass tournament. Uh, this one's going to be March 7th. East Pearl Boat Launch, Aiden's Foundation. They will be weighing in at the Blind Tiger Restaurant in Slidell. Uh, here we got a uh, faithful Thibodeau listener here. I attended the Wildlife and Fisheries Speckled Trout meeting this past Monday night down here in Gray, Louisiana. I thought it was very informative. They utilized technology by giving us remotes to answer polling questions and then populated results instantly on the screen. They also allowed attendees to come up and voice their, their view. We had a very good mix of charter guides and recreational fishermen like myself, all with valid views. A lot more information is still needed to make the correct decision, but I think by involving us in the process, it's heading in the right direction. I would recommend listeners to try to attend one in their area. Thanks. Uh, I am certainly glad to hear that. I have seen uh, those results. In fact, I was talking to Wendy Billiard, who also went there, and she kind of gave me a recap, and we'll share that information coming up in the Seven and eight o'clock hours doing huntfish talk and more outdoors. David Cresson, uh, executive director of Louisiana CCA, is going to join us and state their opinion, uh, if they have formed one. He went to the meeting in Baton Rouge, and we'll see what he said took place there. All right, we have one here that says, "Hey, Don, I had a fish kill in my pond last summer. How long to recover?" Thanks. That's Bo. Well, I don't know what the cause was. Was if it was low oxygen? Uh, You you probably didn't lose all your fish, and as long as there's some breeding stock in there, it might take a while to get some sizable fish back, but they'll bounce right back, and they'll grow even faster because with less competition for food, it actually promotes it. Uh, Now, if you had something like a toxin or chemical or something that got in there, uh, don't know, it may have to go from a complete restart on it. Uh, Let's see. Don, how are the tides at Delacroix Island? Uh, Are they very low due to all the north winds that we've been having over the past few days? Probably not. What we're getting now is northeast wind, and then it's going to be east. With that much east wind, uh, very unlikely you're going to run into any problems with uh, water levels at Delacroix. We had a great trip there, uh, by the way, on Thursday. All right, oh, let's see, one, two, three people right in a row got the Bayou Wild announcer. We're going to let you keep guessing who you think it is. It's a very distinctive voice that does the introduction. All right, did want to tell you about my rabbit hunt. We got some wabbits this week. Uh, we, uh, we bagged uh, 23 rabbits. It was a, I would call it a really great hunt. The guys there said, eh, we probably could usually do a little bit better. But it was hot, if you remember, on Wednesday. And it was in the high 70s, and the dogs, so the tongues were hanging out. But we had some pretty good shooting, and then we had some poor shooting there. But you're going to see that on an upcoming – in fact, that should be on next week on the Fishing, Game and Outdoors Reports on the news stations, and then a future Bayou Wild TV show will also show you that. Uh, really had a good time. The Siebert guys, uh, Randy and his son Lance and uh, Dave Gagenheimer, Jimmy Corley, the waterfowl specialist, uh, and a bunch of guys got together. And uh, we got some really good footage of it, too. A lot of fun rabbit hunting. Well, one of the really good sports. And it's just a shame that more people don't have places where they can get out and do it. And it's not as popular as it used to be. But they're still, I mean, they're kind of under the radar. But there are a lot of rabbit hunters. Just check out that Louisiana Bayou State Rabbit Hunters Association. A lot of people there. All right, we also got a, a bad girl of the outdoors. Uh, looks like she's going to jail. We'll tell you her story. And speaking of girls in the outdoors, uh, Sarah Giles was a guest uh, chef on Bayou Wild this week. Check out the show. You can go to BayouWildTV.com and find all the listings. And even if you don't have any services like cable or uh, Wi Fi or smart TV, you can always get it on. Your iPhone. You can go to the uh, YouTube, and we have it there. Sarah Giles cooking her wood duck recipe that Daddy taught her. It looked really scrumptious to me. Her and Martha Stewart. Stewart, in the I call her Martha Stewart Kitchen. That's Martha's kitchen where we tape some of the cooking shows. Did a good job. Made me hungry looking at it. All right, we also got uh, all that to talk about, plus a couple of fishing reports for paddlers with the kayaks. That'll be with Eric Mohabarak. And we take you down to Plaquemines Parish, and we'll get Ryan Lambert to give us a February fishing report. I think I, when I talked to him this week, he was fly fishing for Reds. All right, we'll be back with more, and also I'll tell you who that Bayou Wild introduction voice is in uh, couple minutes, and a lot of you got Yeah, you nailed that one. That voice was heard for a long, long time by a lot of people. And we'll be back with more of the Outdoor Show right after this pause. And we talk to Mike Gallo each week is reports or a presentation of CETO. They're the rescue operation. Give you fuel drop if you need that. Get your electrical starting if you got problems with your battery. Wherever, whenever you need it, they'll tow you in if necessary 24-7. You'll know that rescue is one call away. All for 179 dollars for an entire year. I always suggest you become a member. You can call Captain Chris to do it at 504-301-4545, or they'll sign you up if you go online. That is ctoe.com. Mike Gallo is with us now, and uh, Mike, have you got a fishing trip planned this morning?
2: No, too much wind for me. So we decided later in the spring.
1: Yeah, well, you know that's sometimes the better choice if people can do it. Sometimes you gotta go, and uh, I had one of those rare cases where I had to go on Thursday and went out and made it a success. But uh, I certainly wouldn't have called it if uh, you know if I would have had my choice. But sometimes you just that's all you got. You got you got to get out there and do it. But when you can wait and do it for another day when conditions are better, certainly a good idea. Uh, how has fishing been this week? Did you get out much?
2: Well, the weather was kind of dreary. I didn't personally make it out, but I had a couple of boats go out. The the Mr. Go area is the area that we're still targeting. Uh, If you just go down towards the violet area, it opens up into more marsh. And then once you get in those type areas, you have a little more species to target. You know, you can go into that marsh and there's redfish and bass fish some of the deep holes in the bayous, and there's drum and sheephead, freshwater catfish. So depending on if we're targeting a specific species, we'll decide where we go. Fortunately, the marinas have had live bait, and it's not that long a run down there. Provides plenty of different opportunities.
1: Well, you know, Winter, go-to spot for you a lot of times is that, that chef area, the wall over that way. Or did you make any trips over there?
2: That's where they were, uh, but just further down from the wall towards Violet and uh, the castle area, along that area. Try for trout. If you find some, then, then great. You know, stick with them or find similar spots where you caught them. The slip court has still been producing very well. Uh, if the trout weren't there after an hour or so, then you would change gears and head into the marsh. The marsh maybe fish three feet under a cork in the bayous close to the grass and points, and then you'd pick off bass, the occasional redfish, drum, sheephead, those types of fish.
1: You know, I was listening to that report on, on the news about the, the level of the Pearl River up by Jackson, Mississippi, and all that water's got to come down. Uh, high outflow from the Pearl River. It's almost like a mini Bonnie Carey opening. It puts a lot of fresh water in the Wrigley's, and it gets into Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine area. How do you deal with that? How much does it does it affect the fishing air there when that Pearl River water comes in?
2: Well, a lot of our area now has a lot of dirty water. There's some... There's some sparse areas way back in Gohegan's, um, the Lakeshore Estates area, Venetian Isles. You get far back in those canals and you can find some clean water. But the lake is relatively dirty water. Even the canal right behind my lodge, that water's fairly dirty. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why we're heading south towards the Mystigo, a big body of water deep and far enough away from the outflow of the Pearl and the North Shore to provide us plenty of clean water, and it gives us all those options of having that marsh close by as well as the deep water if we're strictly targeting trout.
1: Mike, uh, Biloxi Marsh is uh, your, your go-to place, too, for the redfish. Uh. Uh, I guess you can't wait to get in there, but, you know, weather's not really allowed uh, smooth sailing across the lake to get in there. What do you think gonna, you're going to find over there?
2: The few trips that we have made over in that area uh, this fall have seen plenty of redfish. It's going to be another banner year for redfish. It's just a matter of when the weather straightens out and we start getting some more normal water levels that, um, you know, we'll make more trips over there. But I look for that to be a hot area all the way into the summer. Um, And they'll have plenty of redfish over there. I'm sure there's trout over there, too. Once we get into March, mid-March, we'll start making trips over there on calm weather days. And um, I'm sure, like we have in the past 20 years, there'll be trout and redfish mixed in.
1: Good, consistent spot. Mike, uh, on Thursday night at the Slidell Auditorium, uh, they're going to have the, the Wildlife and Fisheries public hearing for the speckled trout. Are you going to be there?
2: I do plan on being there. Um, don't know that I'll have anything to to contribute, but if I certainly hear an issue brought up that I feel I have some knowledge on, I would certainly speak up and um, plan on listening quite a bit. I heard it's a, a good presentation with uh, several options to sort of choose from and and see which way we'd like to go. Um, I think moving forward, education is going to be a big part of, um, you know, helping the stocks come back. If we can simply learn how to handle trout that are undersized and give them a better chance of surviving once we release them, then that's got to be a positive.
1: Absolutely. Well, the goal is to reduce the harvest by 20% uh, over a five-year period to Sure that we have speckled trout and how we get there is the big question because there's a lot of social and economic issues as well as biological and from what i heard so far that the department jason adrians is doing a really good job of informing the people so they can make informed decisions you know i hate when people just call up and pull things out of the air and say oh, i'd like to see this this is great without any understanding of why these different scenarios would work so it should be very interesting and i hope to see you there mike and thanks for the report if somebody wants to get a hold of you, because now's a good time to plan those springtime trips, uh, tell them how to find you. Very
2: simple. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuide.com. We're on several different social media platforms. You can Google Captain Mike Gallo. You can just call me on the phone at
1: 985-781-7811. All right, Michael, good report. We'll see you next time. Hope to see you Thursday night. I'll see you there, Don. All righty. Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Coming back next, if you like to paddle for fish, Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us, Louisiana Kayak Company. He's always out there chasing fish, pedaling around in that, that Hobie kayak. We'll see what he's got to say after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, there's another one for you. Text me. Who is the vocal that you hear in that song? Strokin'. No, it's not Captain Eric Mahabarak. He does the fishing reports, brought to you by Massey's. And, Eric, boy, they picked a great day for a demo day today. Going to be some very nice weather over there at Bayou St. John. Tell me what time it's going to be going on.
0: Yeah, it's going to be going on from 11 o'clock in, in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, they're going to have all the top boats out there at Hobie 360. Um, also, they're going to have the new passports out there, uh, the, the the Outbacks, uh, a few other ones, the Oasis and stuff. Um, it should be a great day. I mean, it's right there by the park. You got Deutsches House, Grab something to eat. You know, um, and try out all the boats. They'll have other brands out there, also the Jackson and stuff. But uh, it should be a really really nice day out there.
1: You yeah, know. and they're going to have almost half price on their winter clothing at the stores. So if you're looking for some of that yeah, winter yeah, type no, fishing truck. stuff, and yeah, that is true. Got to
0: mention that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah they got there. some
0: nice clothes too over there. So yeah, well, anyway, tell uh, me some hot been, spots
1: for paddlers.
0: Well, Hope Dale's been doing real well right now for uh, for, the, for the guys in the kayaks. Um, they're catching limits of reds, and uh, they're getting tri- a few trout. When I say a few trout, I'm talking about ten, maybe twelve. You know. A trip and then nice trout too, you know, pound, pound and a half, not giants, but good eating size, you know, you know. And it's always good to see that out there, you know. A lot of them will go after the reds first and and pick up the trout along the way, uh, but but it's been you know short paddles and uh, been been producing some fish over there, so it's it's really nice. Um, other than that, uh, Port Salfa. Um, fish, you know, with the low water, well, you know, y'all seen the weather this week and how, how much wind blew and everything. And with the low water, though, the redfish have been uh, hanging out by the, by the drains in the ponds. And it seems the, the larger ponds. Like, if you see, if you know where a, a big pond is and there's a drain, go to that, and that's where they've been hanging out. The smaller ponds, I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the water being so low that they haven't been in, in, in the mouths. But I find on the larger ponds, they've been catching it. And using, you know, Berkeley golf, uh, uh, Johnson spoons, uh, typical things – Shrimp but under a cork right now is a, a great thing to use. Also, you know, um, Lake Pontchartrain, uh, when you can get out there, has actually been producing a lot of freshwater catfish now. Um, that's that that's from the I'm taking that's from the previous overflow, uh, uh, the opening of the spillway. And plus, now we got this overflow coming through, too, also pushing a bunch of bait through. Um, did really well down there by the Lake Villa area in Metairie, uh, you know, using the noodles. Um, we caught, you know, a box of fish. I'm saying 20 fish, you know, that's a box of fish to me. Um, you know, not giants, uh, 2 pounds to 10 pounds, uh, using pieces of cut mullet and pogie, and just seemed to work out really well. Um, had a great time out there Went with our buddy Chris Weaver. You know who he is. Um, yep. But it's, it's been really productive out there, Don. Huh? It's, it's, and it's yeah. something easy to do, too.
1: A lot of places have hmm. some of those overflow catfish. Eric, from a paddler-kayaker's perspective, what are you thinking about the speckled trout regulation changes?
0: Um, I don't think it's going to hurt. Uh, so uh, so much because um, like ninety percent of the customers I take out are after redfish. First of all, um, but you know you got to put your time in to catch a speckled trout. I find um, fish move. When the freshwater comes in. You have to move. Um, You know, as far as the area I fish, the the biggest change I've noticed is when Bayou Chalon got filled in, which I understand that we need to fill in the land because of the flooding and all that. And also when they removed those Sandy Point rigs in the West Delta out there, I noticed a big change in that. And I don't know if that was the the fish were holding on those rigs. I mean, we used to fill up garbage cans when I was a kid out there, speckled trout. Um, But I, I think that really had a big effect on on the on the fish in our area you know as far as speckled trout go now i'm, I'm not a scientist i did work with the wildlife fishery pre-katrina i did help run the, the nets sometimes i would think they were running the nets in the wrong area but that's just my opinion and i, I do it in the morning instead of noon but i, I think it, it's not going to hurt you know i've seen some of the numbers they were talking about 10 to 25 uh, what is it 14 uh at, at 25 or something and that that that'd be great uh, I don't know about the 10 or 12-inch, you know, to keep 10 or 12 fish. I think people here have grown accustomed to keeping piles of fish. Personally, 15 speckled trout is good enough for me that's 30 feet ways and give some to my mom and my uncle, and they're happy. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I'm at on that.
1: Gotcha. Eric, thanks for the report, my friend. If somebody wants to book a trip with you, um, how, many, how many kayaks do you have? Can you take a group?
0: Yeah, I can take a group. I'd like to take up to six. I can do more. I usually get a, somebody to help me out with that uh, when we get more than that. Um, we, uh, but you can get in touch with me by five, oh, on, you, on your website, the Don Dubuque Outdoors guide, Um or uh, 504-313-8292, or you can look me up on Facebook and Instagram, The Louisiana Kayak Company.
1: Are you going to be at the demo day today?
0: No, i got to go take King Brody to do his little marching in the band <laughs> thing today. Oh, good for him.
1: <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm gonna thanks, by Who knows?
0: You all got right, it. You Thank you, All
1: right. Yes, sir. Right. We'll see you next time. Captain Eric Mohabarak with the paddler slash peddler report for you kayakers. All right. Yes, uh, you all got it right. Jim Henderson the radio voice of the New Orleans Saints for many, many years. He's also a, a sports uh, director at uh, WWL Channel 4 Television, where I work. A heck of a great guy, and uh, nobody got it wrong. He is the voice of the Bayou Wild TV introduction. All right, coming back after this, bad boy and girl time. That story is next on the Outdoors for Town Debut Radio Network. I want to tell you uh, about Gunning for a Cure. This is a, a sporting clays shoot that will be held. It's a... Uh, a research cancer research fund at Tulane's Cancer Center is the beneficiary for this. Dr. Oliver Sardis started this. It's been a very successful event. I've been to it before. We will have a Bayou Wild shooting team there. Hope you will, too. There's auctions, raffles, food, drinks, music, bounce houses, stuff for the kids to do. March 7th is the date. It's at Stella Plantation on Highway 39 down in Braithwaite, And I suggest you sign up a team and come down there and get in on some of the fun. Uh, There's going to be gunningforacure.org is the best way to get it. You can even purchase your tickets. And, of course, there's a party afterwards as uh, the shooting goes on. And then there's uh, really a party with music and lots of food and festivities. The shooting begins at 8 a.m. to noon. And then the luncheon and the festivities is from 12 to 5 that is March 7th, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to get uh, Daryl Sherman and Sheldon Perez on. Those two guys do a great job in promoting a, a very worthwhile event uh, for prostate cancer prevention. All right, we come back after this 10-second pause. Bad boy, the outdoors time. This time, we got a bad girl, too. I think she's going to prison. We'll tell you all about it right after this pause for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Today's story goes back over six years when Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents began investigating a June 10th of 2013 case when two vessels collided in Flatboat Pass below Venice. The agents were initially told by the three occupants that their 28-foot vessel operated by Tyler Scott collided with a 24-foot bay boat operated by Stephen Brad Malcolm, 33, of Madisonville, resulting in the death of Malcolm. Two other passengers on Malcolm's bay boat also sustained injuries. After further investigation, the agents determined that Larissa DeMall, not Scott, was the operator of the 28-foot boat belonging to a company owned by the third passenger, Arthur Giles, and that she also left the scene of the incident. For conspiracy to commit obstruction of justice, Plaquemines Paris Judge Kevin O'Connor ordered the 62-year-old Arthur Giles of Belchase to serve two years in jail, suspended the sentence, two years of active supervised probation, and a $500 fine plus court costs. For criminal mischief, he sentenced 27-year-old Tyler Scott, also of Belchase, to serve six months in jail, suspended his sentence, and gave six months of active probation and to pay a $250 fine plus court costs. And for obstruction of justice, filing false public records, negligent homicide, hit-and-run driving, sentenced in order to serve three separate two-year jail terms and three separate three-year jail terms, all of them running concurrently but not suspended, meaning spending time in prison, is 51-year-old Lisa DeMall of Boothville, who, along with Scott and Giles, are a bad boy and bad girl of the outdoors. All right, uh, bad boys, we never run out of them. All right, here's a th- uh, someone asking, uh, please explain the old saying, wind from the east, fish the least. Wind from the west, fishing's the best. Any truth? Uh, maybe some, but most of coastal Louisiana, it's exactly the opposite. Winds from the east bring in good, clean, salty water. Uh, winds from the west... Turn, make it turbulent and bring up the mud. Now, there's some places where a west wind is is better than a, than an east, but for the most part, maybe 90% of the coast east winds are better. So it rhymes good, it sounds good, but not much truth in it. All right, when we come back after this, Ryan Lambert, the Plastic Man, he goes out there in a the boat for a handful of plastic and he comes back with a nice chest full of fish. How does he do that? It's magic. Ryan Lambert joins us next from Cajun Fishing Adventures on the Outdoors for Town Dubuque Radio Network. And we talked to Captain Ryan Lambert, get a fishing report from the Plaquemines Parish area for you. Ryan, what's been going on this week besides some windy, rainy weather?
3: <laughs> I tell you what, it's been rainy. It's not it, – the clouds are the worst thing. When You know, I've been fly fishing, and when you get those clouds, you know, it's just so hard to see down in the water because it's not crystal clear because we've been having so much wind. You know, we threw it. I bet mean, we threw out 150 fish. I mean, I'm on a ton of fish, but it makes it very difficult for the customers, you know, because they can't see the fish until you bump them. So then they got to be pretty quick, and uh, it's difficult. We caught some, but it could have been a whole lot better. It, it, you know it what, what I'm thinking? To, what's that? Go ahead. You're <laughs> i talking said, about it, it was 25 long? the first first two days of blue 25, and then the, the the next day I got.
1: Just calm as it
3: could be, it was socked in fog all day, never saw
1: the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was thinking if there was some kind of device like a laser light that would work during the daytime and you could see it on the water, man, you could hit that spot where you see that fish from that tower. And then let them, they know where to put the fly, you know, that'd be great. I don't know how you could do it, but I'm sure somebody could come up with
3: something. Either either that or you just could listen to you and throw the fly there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know how it is. They get excited and, you know, they, they, you know, know, and and I had
3: great, great fly fishermen for three days and we had a ball, but it could have been so much better, you know, because the water had been really clear, but. You know, Friday we had fifty mile an hour winds and then then it uh blew twenty five for two days I mean it was a nightmare for as far as seeing yeah. seeing down in the water but the boys uh the boys are fishing with bait and they're catching fish you know catching you know blue cats and redfish and sheep heads and whatever you know um Todd made a trip up to hopedale and caught a bunch of bunch of trout using a slip cork uh with live bait so
1: he said it was nice to smell salt water again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah they, so they're pretty much fishing on the east side.
3: Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They fish. Almost all the guys will fish on the east side. And they, the, the, the west side is completely void of land now. So if you don't know how it used to be, you know, I've been fishing there for so long that I know where every little bay used to be and where the little humps are. And, and if you don't know that, you know, it's very difficult to fish because it's all open water. So you got to be on top of your game to go on that side. A lot of people are scared to run it because there's no land. There's all open water, but they know it used to be land. So it's mm. it's, it's a difficult thing. But that's what I like. You know, I like to sight fish, as you know, and fly fish, and you know, that's that's it's it's just so much sportier than sitting there with with a cork. But you know, customers want fish, and that's how to do it. The boys can't catch yeah. a lot of fish. I mean, they well, tell they me about so the well uh, with, uh, river.
1: Fourteen one, I think, and still rising. What are, 14, you, what is you, 14, what are you
3: looking at? Fourteen one and at? rising, and the whole United States is underwater. Every lock and dam is full. Every every they got floods coming at us everywhere. It's gonna it's gonna jump up high again. I mean, it's it's um it's the same old story. You know that there's no retention of water in the north. It's, it hurts our ducks. It, it pushes our fish, and this, this same thing with the speckled trout. You know, a lot of guys say, "Well, I'm catching fish. I'm catching fish. We had a great year." Well, that's because the river's been high for 11 months, and then it dropped down just for just a tad, a little bit. And there it is, at, at 14 foot. That's only, you know, right now it's 2 and 2.9 under flood stage. And last week in January it was 16 something, which is just a half a foot under flood. I mean, that shouldn't be in January, and it's been like that. And what it does, it pushes the speckled trout. It doesn't hurt them or kill them. It just pushes them. So they're, they're in Mississippi. They're in Alabama. They're by the Biloxi Marsh and over there by the Mistago. And then all the way by Cocodry and all that way. It just pushes them out a little bit. And then as the wind changes, if you just get the slightest bit of salt water push in, the trout come right with it. It's just incredible how far they can go and how fast they can go. So, you know, it's not everywhere has got trout and still they're not catching great numbers. So, you know, there's definitely a trout problem, and and we're addressing it, and and I'm happy we're addressing it finally. But, you know, just if you look at the freeze in 1989, those fish jumped back so fast it was incredible. Within three years, everybody had fish again. They're very prolific fish, and um, I would like to see that slot, but I'm scared if there was a slot that – people throwing them 20 inches trying to measure them is going to hurt them even worse. So it might, it might be detrimental to have a slot because of that, because the mortality rate on them is so high. So, you know, maybe, maybe we ought to just go with the 15 and 14 is the, you know, according to the numbers and the, the charts and graphs and everything that I've seen, 14 inch, 15, inch, uh, 15 limit will bring us back the fastest with the most and in, in more quality fish. So, I'm kind of leaning toward that, but what I think doesn't matter, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a consensus, or, or or they made up their mind. I mean, they're doing a great job with what they're doing. I'm going to try to go to a meeting in Metairie this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be on uh, West – West Meadow at the library there is probably going to be a packed house. You know, I was glad to see that they are going to do some dredging of the Mississippi and put some of that spoil back into the marsh. That That's great to do that. And I think they need to do more of that, deepen that Mississippi River so it will hold more water. The river just doesn't hold as much water as it used to.
3: Well, it's. Uh, I don't know where they're going to dredge it to 50 feet. Everything down there is, is <laughs> extremely deep. I mean, 100 foot and better. So you know, I think the dredging is going to be more north. What they're talking about going to fifty feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they could use it bed- beneficially in that area. But down down there, they dredge constantly. So you know, toward Venice, where it is, by me, it's all I mean, very very deep. So they don't have to dredge there. So I don't know, know exactly where that dredging's going to be, but I would I would think it's going to be more north. But uh, anytime we're putting dirt on the bank, it's good. Yes, it and they're is. They're doing a lot of that. All right, Southwest Pass right now.
1: Let's give them that cell phone number that you answer all the time. Whether you got a shotgun or a rod in your hand, you're still grabbing the phone. Tell them how to get you.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, they get me at 504-559-5111 or go to com. And last night I was at a party for one of our oldest listeners, buddy. She's been listening to me and you on Saturday morning forever, Miss Pearl Bourgeois. She just made 90, and we want to wish her a happy
1: birthday. Happy birthday, Pearl, and thank you for being our Saturday mornings listening to us. We really appreciate it. All right, my friend, did you have a good Valentine's Day?
3: Yeah, we went to that big nice party last night and had a, a nice steak with all of our, our friends, so it was a great night.
1: Good deal. We'll see you next week. Take care.
3: All right, everybody, be careful.
1: All right, Ryan Lambert, uh, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back. I'm going to tell you what's coming up on more outdoors. That will be in the next nine minutes. And I'm going to get to as many of your text messages as we can. Got some good stuff coming in this morning at 870-870. Back with it right after this. All right, uh, catching up on our text message board, which I'm far behind on. Here's one I thank you for mentioning, the fundraiser for Monica at uh, Baratari Baptist Church in Lafitte. If you're fishing in God's country next Friday, stop by. In addition to the fish, listen to this. They're going can have pralines, heavenly hash, peanut butter fudge, etc., and jambalaya, beans, and other wonderful foods. All right, so if you get a chance, stop down there and help out a good cause. Uh, here's a good point being made. I would rather see the limit reduced to 12 or 15 on specs. A higher size will put bank, yakkers, and piro fishes out of business. Great show. Uh, You're exactly right. That is a consideration. Uh, The people who have limited uh, transportation to the water uh, generally catch smaller fish. So if you go up too high on the minimum size, they won't be able to keep any fish. So this person would rather see a limit cut to 12 or 15 from the present 25. Uh, Here's one, Don. Do you know when snapper season will open? Well, it had not been set yet, but generally uh, probably going to open the season sometime around May. Uh, Last week we talked to Patrick Banks and, Uh, He said that the A.J. season, Amberjack's going to be opening up in the spring, but by the time snapper season opens, it will close, so you'll be able to go after one or the other. I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing, do the three-day weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, to get the most out of the days when people have the opportunity to go, and they'll extend it during certain holidays too. And then, of course, it it will end when they estimate the harvest quota to be reached. Uh, Here's one uh, with regard to our bad girl story. Doesn't that seem kind of light for an incident that resulted in a death? Well, it wasn't a murder charge. It was a negligent homicide, and I don't know, those concurrent years in prison is, is, is pretty stiff. Uh, here's one that says, tell me more about what's going on at the library on West Metairie. That is going to be the uh, Speckled Trout Regulations Management uh, Seminar, a public hearing that's being held. It's going to be uh, one of many that's taken place, and if you want to go to it, Uh, I think that one in Metairie was scheduled for, uh, I'll have to get it. uh, I've got the whole list here somewhere. I'll find it and mention it when we get back on the next show. Um, Let's see. Heading to the Boucheret. That's uh, the White Oak Plantation, John Foltz's event, Cracklin's rooster and coon stew. Yeah, remember that. Uh, Then head back to Venice for offshore tomorrow. That is Martha. She's got a busy weekend. She's going to be doing some Bayou Wild TV there at the Boucheret. If you see her, stop by and tell her hello. All right, here's one. Oh, I know who this is. Uh, my dog, uh, Smokey's sister, Latte, and uh, her owner, Dean, are going to take some cousins, and they go into Poplarville, hunt some quail, a good time of the year, and a beautiful day for it. Good luck to you. Hope you shoot well, Dean. Uh, ultimately, this is another text. Ultimately, we need is better enforcement from the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. I understand they can only do so much with a limited budget, but a lot of these people are going to fish over the limit regardless, and hopefully they factor that in. All right, we're getting close to the wrap-up here. Uh, those of you who will be sticking with us, uh, you're going to hear from David Cresson, director of CCA. He's going to comment on the speckled trout uh, management regulations that are being proposed and uh, tell us if CCA has at this point taken a stance or when we might hear that. You're also going to hear from Kerry Stansberry. Uh, Kerry is with the CajunCoast.com down in Morgan City, the Tourist Bureau, talking about today's Eagle Expo. If you're a bird enthusiast, Gorgeous bald eagles, plenty of them down there. Uh, someone wanted to know where I get my tide information. I get it from a chart on a calendar that is put out by Barataria Terrebonne Natural Estuary Program. It's a visual monthly day-by-day graph, and it shows you the lines on the, uh, the days with the tide and what the numbers are. And it's got some adjustment tables, so I find it very useful. I also get some from the National Weather Service. All right, Huntfish Talk, 8 to 9. Wendy Billiott, Keith Lush you're going to join me. We're going to talk about the speckled trout Management situation that's coming up. Try to attend one of those meetings. You can find a list of them at the Wildlife and Fisheries website. Say goodbye to our affiliate stations. Back again for a two-hour journey to the outdoors on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.